0: County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history, told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana community.
1: Where We Landed is supported today by Advanced Plumbing. Advanced Plumbing has been serving Grant County and the surrounding counties since 2000. Founded by Patrick Parnell, Advanced Plumbing has built a reputation for reliable, dependable, high-quality plumbing services at an affordable price. The legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda parnell Lozier and her husband, Garen. With a full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go-to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. Call us today at 765-664-6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project. Welcome back everybody to where we landed. We're excited to have you on the show with us today. I am one of your hosts, Alicia Hazelwood, and I'm joined in studio with Scott Miller.
0: Good
2: day.
1: And Kylie Jackson. Hey everybody. And Kylie's got some crazy questions that she wants us to ask. We're just gonna get started
2: here with a few questions just to get to know each other a little better. Pastor Mark, you can participate in these as well. What is your favorite time of the day and why bedtime? (laughs) (laughs) No explanation.
1: (laughs) I get to go to sleep.
0: (laughs) I feel like I am really good at lunch. Like that's my, (laughs) that is my best time of the day leading up to it. uh, Has that been
2: your answer? Like that feels like something like what's your favorite
0: class at school? Lunch. Lunch.
2: (laughs) What's your favorite time of the day when I go home?
0: (laughs) It can apply to a lot of areas, but yeah. So that's my sweet spot Uh, during the day. Did
1: you really learn a lot about me and Scott? (laughs) No, not really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people are morning people. Some people are night people. I'm a morning
1: person, but I like going to
3: bed.
2: (laughs) How about you, Mark?
4: Um, My favorite time is (laughs) mealtime. In fact, my wife and I, Rhonda, we've read and follow some of the things in the book, uh, The Five Love Languages of God, Mm -hmm. but we believe that the author definitely left out number six, food. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There's a lot of love in food. Yes. Yeah so but from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is my peak time that's your several years ago uh a doctor said take your temperature every half hour throughout the day and record it do that for a week and you will find out your prime time Hmm. when your temperature begins to pick up and yeah anyway so from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is my time Hmm. Hmm.
2: i feel like we should all do that i know i'm gonna start today yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) My pizza. I was being serious. I know you were. <laughs> That's what I like about it. <laughs> uh my favorite time is um like mid afternoon. Uh get like a little bit of a like a hit at three o'clock, chocolate, coke, whatever, and I'm good. From like three to six. That's my sweet spot. My sweet spot. Yeah. I
0: bet your temperature's (laughs) up during that time. You'll
2: you'll know next week. I'll I'll share. (laughs) It'll be in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. If you could magically become fluent in any language, what would it be? Well, first, if you're fluent in a language, share that. But
1: not fluent in a language.
0: I am fluent in English. I think <laughs> that doesn't
1: count.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: it doesn't. And I would like to be fluent in Spanish.
2: How many days? Are you
0: 1,245 on? days. Okay.
2: On Duolingo.
0: How many are you up to?
2: 528. Rookie. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> 1,245.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think
2: you're like, yeah, you're right. Like about 700 ahead of me. Ahead yeah.
4: Of yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm curious to talk to you guys about this afterward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can talk on the air about it. Yeah. <laughs> Not in Spanish though. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah. a little.
1: Yeah. Um I, I've i always wanted to be able to do sign language.
0: Oh, that's good. So. I like that. Mark, how about you? I love you too. <laughs>
4: I, uh we're going on a cruise next year to the Holy Land and to the Mediterranean. And then we're ending up in Italy and we're going to spend four or five days in Rome and out there so i would love to learn hebrew yeah, yeah it'd be fascinating unrealistic but fascinating
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: that, the questions <laughs> didn't, yeah. say, didn't
2: realistic. say realistically <laughs> yeah. actually there says magically
0: yeah <laughs> you've got six months to magically figure that out yeah so i'll talk to you <laughs> i think they have it on there too. You have. Yeah. Good deal. kylie
2: Um. Uh, Mine would be Spanish as well. But I like the sign language too. Yeah. Um I had one more here. Let me let me find it.
4: Umstead. Hmm. Yeah, maybe Ustedes, I didn't have yeah. one more. Ustedes. Um, todos es muy loco en la cabeza.
1: You just said something about being crazy in the head.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Basically all y'all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all y'all.
2: Okay. Um here's one. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, what sport would you compete in if you were in the Olympics? What Sport one,
1: yeah, uh, um, ice skating.
0: Uh, Thirty years ago, I would have said I would love to compete in basketball. Today, I would say I would love to compete
4: in golf. In the Olympics. <laughs> is golf was, an Olympic sport? It, it is, is oh,
0: yeah,
1: Nice, yeah.
2: It's a recent addition. Yeah.
4: <laughs> How about you, Mark? I'm a little befuddled. I can't remember. but Thirty years ago, basketball. I love basketball. <laughs> yeah. But but now it would be the one where they scoot the little thing and then oh, yeah, curling. And curling curling yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one too. Uh,
2: I think mine would be uh, rugby. Oh yeah, it's a, that a, makes it sense was recently a, added as well. Nice. Is it? Um,
0: yeah. Wow. And a former uh, uh, athlete in rugby. So yeah during your college career i
2: did yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah.
0: so it is my honor and privilege to introduce pastor mark atkinson to our our group today mark it's really good to have you um mark recently retired as the senior pastor at eastview and had served in that role uh probably for about a decade is that correct 13 years 13 years as the, the senior pastor there started as a youth director in 1984 before planning a church down in macon georgia in 1997 and then came yeah. back home uh 2009 2010 time frame so instead of me walking through your history though i thought it would be great to hear from you as to how you got to grant county
4: and uh, what makes this place special for you how i got to grant county was through the birth canal of <laughs> my mother at Marion General Hospital. So, um, well, it's been so a good born again. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: grew up two miles southeast of Jonesboro yeah.
4: on Wheeling Pike on a small farm. Right?
3: Yeah. Okay. Did you go then
1: to Mississinewa or Eastbrook?
4: I went to Mississinewa. Went to J.C. Knight for eight years because they didn't have kindergarten when when I started, and and so my Children and my friends think that I'm really ancient since there was <laughs> no such thing as kindergarten, <laughs> let alone preschool. But then I went to Mississinawa High School my freshman year and transferred to Bennett, St. Paul, uh, for my sophomore, junior, and senior years.
0: Okay.
3: Very good.
0: Would you have known Joe Wiley, who was the owner for Bowman before I bought it? So he was a Bennett grad as well. Yes. So I didn't know if you guys knew each other, knew of each other. At knew least of. The families. Yeah. 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 I, I always enjoyed spending and still do enjoy spending time with Joe. So, I just didn't know if you guys crossed paths. So, um, so tell us a little bit about your family and uh and what you love about Grant
4: County. Family first. I've been married in, in fact, in a week and a half it'll be 44 years. Congrats. And uh, i married up. Uh, Rhonda has Without an H, by the way, she's named after her dad, whose name was Ron. So, Okay. But uh, she's made me a better person. She challenges me. I, I did not marry a weak woman. It <laughs> really is kind of amazing to see how two strong people can actually be very sharpening for each other. So we had four children, and... At least one more that we did not officially adopt, but he's got the same tattoo as my boys, so (laughs) the Atkinson
3: tattoo.
4: We have 16 grandchildren, and yeah, my family is awesome, and I love spending time (laughs) with them. In fact, uh, just last month, we went camping down by Turkey Run State Park, and we had an awesome time the KOA campground that we camped in let us circle our campers and tents and so we had a fire in the middle we had smoked brisket and grilled steaks and Rhonda and I didn't have to fix anything for any meal uh, <laughs>
1: there were plenty of hands on deck <laughs> yeah the guys
4: the guys did the majority of the cooking including biscuits and gravy so See-
1: four kids are they all four boys or
4: three boys and a girl okay we had three births one was in an old-fashioned way where they let me come in to the room where anthony was born the second one was a birthing room and i helped deliver joshua and cut his cord the third was in an operating room where the twins were born boy and girl twins so we have three boys and a girl all born in Grant County, all born at ball Memorial hospital oh, in Muncie. Okay.
0: Yeah. Very good. Cause
4: that's where our doctors were. So, yeah. sure.
0: And So after retiring, you have become a district circuit writer. Yes, and for sir. those of you who are not in, like me, not in the Wesleyan church, maybe explain to us what a district circuit writer does and what your role is right now in the community.
4: Hmm. The district has over a hundred churches and one district superintendent and he has chosen three circuit writers to represent the district and each of us has a primary area of influence. Uh, Dr. Smith uh, is to help the church be biblical sound biblically sound and to dive into God's Word. Dr. Jim Lowe on um, fundizi is to help the churches to dive into prayer and see the power of prayer and make it a more regular part of the church life. And then there's me and uh, my focus is more evangelism. I am to challenge and influence the pastors and churches to get out of their four walls and love on their community to lead the people to Jesus.
0: Yeah. So I think that's, something that I would love for you to just share a little bit about because that's I think something that three of us have said we want to be able to be a positive influence in this community in Grant County and that's the reason for the the podcast but are there any practical things that you're recommending to your congregations as you go into them to say hey here's some ways to get out into the community and do some positive things
4: I recommend a number of things.
3: Um, <laughs> number, one, our notepads? <laughs> number
4: one is to show up at other places. Uh, it's comfortable. Uh, a lady named Faith Popcorn coined the term cocooning a few decades ago. And by the way, I really appreciate our younger generation. They are breaking out of that. They're having cookouts. They're, smoking meats and they're having their friends over and it's all around food. It's kind of like what Jesus did, by the way. I'm not afraid to invite myself over to somebody else's house because that's what Jesus did. So I just tell them, hey, I want to come to your house and eat. Yeah. But uh, I tell them to get out, show up at city council meetings, at school board meetings, uh, go to chamber of commerce events, show up at first Friday or the Thursday food truck thing or Whatever it might be, I encourage churches to not just have vacation Bible school at their church, but to do backyard vacation Bible schools in different neighborhoods. And if they do not have a presence in a neighborhood, well, go prayer walk that neighborhood. And whoever you end up building a relationship with, ask them if you can have a vacation Bible school in their backyard and just do it on a Friday, Saturday. And have your event on a Sunday. It doesn't need to be a whole big, long thing. We did that when I planted the church in Macon. And it was absolutely wonderful. I developed lots of new relationships that way. So I push all sorts of get out of the house kind of things.
1: I was going to ask you about, so you're what we call a boomerang on the show. So you started here, you left, you went somewhere else, and then you came back. So can you tell us a little bit about what life was like? How did you end up in Macon, Georgia, planning that church?
4: So after being youth pastor at Eastview for 13 years, uh, I felt God's call to to go. I didn't know where, but I had a couple of people that I felt were very influential, Dr. Doug Carter who was the Vice President at World Gospel Mission here at the time, and uh, Dr. Joe Seaborn, and then uh, Jim Wiggins, they all influenced me. I ended up in Macon, Georgia. The thing that I left, the county that I left, and the county that I came back to, were completely different. Everything about Grant County when I left was wrapped up in the factories. In fact, probably 90% or more of the people at Eastview at that time worked in a factory, all the workers. And um, when I came back, the factory that I had worked in, Essex Wire and Cable, it was closed. SCM was closed. RCA was closed. The list of closures was so amazing. And, and there was a, a dispersing of people Marion went from, I don't know, 60,000 people or so down to 28,000, or whatever. I mean, that's a lot of people to leave the county. The church that I left that was averaging over 300 was averaging 120. A lot of things had imploded in Grant County. And so... I felt like the things that I learned in Georgia, where a service economy is an economy where it's biblical economy. We serve each other, and so we all get better. It's not that we get worse. If you charge me for building a deck on my home, I, I spend money on you, and it's not that my income goes down because of that. It's that your income goes up because then you will hire somebody to clean your carpets, and then you will hire somebody to wire your house and do your plumbing, and I will hire uh, somebody to do my groceries and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we all get better because of it. And so I feel like, I'm going to jump ahead again. I feel like an answer today for Grant County is, to focus on serving, I believe that growth will come from the inside. One of the best things about Grant County is the people, our neighborhoods, our love relationships are incredible. For me, every place in the Bible where the people unite, by the way, unity is incredibly important, where the people unite together with the leader and obey what God has called them to do. Miracles happen. Great things happen. If I was to get the ear of every person in Grant County today, I would tell them to get on board with your leadership, and then I would tell the leadership to get on board with a united vision to go forward to make a difference for our community and other businesses and people will want to come to grant county in droves because we have awesomeness to start with uniting that will make a big difference
0: share share with our listeners a little bit about some of the things that you are currently doing in our community maybe outside of your role on a day-to-day basis with the church but but I know you and I have met through a board uh, here in the community and I don't know how many other things you're doing, but maybe share some of the, the community things that you're doing in our, in our
4: County. Uh, some neat doors have opened. Um, I, I talked about showing up and so showing up has opened some of those doors. I serve on the thriving mill township board. I serve on the community foundation board. I serve on Bridges to Health board. And so those are a few things. I show up at school events. I have grandchildren that go to Eastbrook, and I live in the Mississippi School System area, and I have a Marion address. So I, I show up at different school events just to learn and pay attention to what's happening You can learn a lot about the culture of a school by watching the students in their athletics and the students that show up and the parents that show up and so on. And um, those are things that I do. I, I may not always feel like, I don't have the energy that I once had or the mental stamina, but I still push to show up and just love on people. I don't yell at the referees or umpires or officials as much as I used to, uh, but I do yell for the students and the athletes quite a bit. In fact, I have grandchildren that play soccer, and this is soccer season for them. We drive over to Blackford County to watch them play. Well, there are kids on the teams that they're playing that i know and i i root for those kids and i root for my kids and it confuses the adults around me they're trying to figure out what team i'm going for so uh, i'm going for the kids and i may have rambled around too much there
1: mm-hmm. so i was gonna ask um being in macon and there it's a place that i've been to it's beautiful um I love Georgia in the area, but what is something you missed about Grant County while you were in Macon and what's something about Macon that you wish you could bring to Grant County?
4: I missed my church family um, because of things that happened while I was growing up that are not so positive. One of the things that was very positive is men in the church who took me under their wing. And I am, I'm the man I am today because of their investment, not just their love, but they sacrificed to put time into me, to teach me how to drive a nail through a two before into concrete, uh, to take me hunting, to teach me that, when you rabbit hunt, you you can take a dog, a beagle hound, and let the beagle hound jump the rabbit, and then you stop there, wherever they jumped it, because rabbits run in circles, kind of like when I preach. <laughs> <laughs> I will come back around to it, but let the dog chase the rabbit. You stay seated, or not standing, maybe, in that same position, and the rabbit will come back around. So you will have your opportunity then be patient. And I, I learned a lot of stuff going for hours from the men who taught me. Some of them were old men. I had to sit and listen to stories sometimes for hours to be able to glean something that was incredibly important for my life. And if there are any senior citizens listening, it doesn't matter if you are a grandparent or not invest in an, in, Few young people, tell them your stories. They will learn from you. And even though they may roll their eyes, okay, grandpa, you're telling the same story over again. I just tell my grandkids, maybe there's something you need to learn that you haven't learned yet. I'm going to finish this story, but tell them the stories because I remember the stories from those guys. Yeah. I don't know if I answered a question there. Yeah,
0: No, I think you it did. did. The, the, um, one of the things I'm really proud of Kylie about is her willingness to get involved in the community, and she is has taken on the role of being a coach. Um, in addition, and pouring back into to high school kids. So I'm curious. You said you can tell the culture of a school or a school district or a community sometimes by how they handle themselves at sporting events. Without naming school districts, what are some of the best things that you've seen here in Grant County that you'd say? And we need to capitalize on that as it relates to how people handle themselves from your perspective at sporting events.
4: well, First of all, I want to say that I believe that if you're going to compete in a sport, you compete to win. So whenever I talk about something that someone does that shows that they've got sportsmanship, too many people think that I don't care about winning. I do. We compete to win. But I think that one of the neatest things that I've seen is when a student was hurt, an athlete was hurt on the field, where the opposing team actually goes over and tries to help that that athlete. the The respect, this is another thing, the respect that the students give to their coaches. Uh, respect is not a real popular thing in our young people's lives today. And yet, I'm seeing over and over again where respect is given. And I think that the coaches should not take that for granted. Whatever they're doing, it's the right thing. Uh, I believe that coaches that pour respect into their athletes gain respect back, and it is amazing to me to see some of our sports team carry respect. And now I just want to throw something else in. Our administrators at the different schools that I've mentioned, I see them at the sporting events. I see school board members at sporting events. When, when I found, find out that there's a parent-teacher thing going on at the school where I'm friends with the teacher, I walk through the hall praying for them, and I'll sneak in and give them a high five and walk out. Teachers actually show up at sporting events. It's mind boggling how they can fit everything in that they are doing and still show up for those kind of things. That commitment is really impressive. And then there's one more thing, parents that take other kids under their wings that make sure they have what they need for that sporting event. And there's a financial commitment, but they also give them rides and, feed them and all of those things. So when we invest in others, that's an important thing to watch. And I don't want anyone to misconstrue me believing that we need to invest in others and have great sportsmanship as if that is a belittling of a desire to win. That's, that's part of it. It's incredibly important part of it.
1: Where we landed is supported today by advanced plumbing. Advanced Plumbing has been serving Grant County and the surrounding counties since 2000. Founded by Patrick Parnell, Advanced Plumbing has built a reputation for reliable, dependable, high-quality plumbing services at an affordable price. The legacy continues as Advanced Plumbing is now owned by Miranda Parnell Lozier and her husband Garen. With full team of licensed, highly qualified plumbers, Advanced Plumbing is your go-to option for all commercial and residential plumbing needs. Call us today at 765 765- 664-6061 for a free quote on your next plumbing project.
2: Great. You mentioned the four kids. Um, Are they still around here? What are the? What are they up to now?
4: My oldest son, Anthony, lives in Des Moines, Iowa, and he's the chief nursing officer of Mercy One Hospital. He is now Doctor Anthony Atkinson. Nice. My second son, Joshua, retired as a gunny sergeant from the Marine Corps. He lives in Holton, Maine, (laughs) with his five children. (laughs) And uh, he is going to college and writing a book. And uh, Tiffany is my third child. She's the oldest of the twins. She lives just north of Upland. They have a farm and uh, she's raising 3 children and uh, they they have a unique home culture her husband grew up Amish and she grew up in our church as a pastor's kid and so the two of them unite together in very strong ways and it's it's pretty awesome and then my fourth child Kai lives in Gas City, and uh, he works for Walmart Distribution Center. And so.
1: And you said there's a fifth.
4: That would be Chris Haley. He lives in Ocala, Florida, or near Ocala, and is uh, in management at a trucking company.
1: And so how is he your fifth?
4: When we lived in Gas City, we had three boys in one bedroom, and Tiffany in her bedroom and chris was best friends with anthony today he's best friends with all of my boys Mm -hmm. but he stayed with us quite often so often that he had his own drawers in in one of the chest of drawers in that bedroom and um he he became we adopted him
1: we call them bonus kids in our yes. house. <laughs> Each one of my boys has a bonus kid.
4: He's like, in my will.
1: Just, yeah. One of our kids.
4: Yeah. Very so, cool. There were times that his mother would call me up. She'd say, Pastor Mark, I need you to speak to Chris. He's not obeying me today.
1: Right. <laughs> need that. Need that dad.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's fun. We, Thanks for asking. Yeah. We had a,
0: a foundation board meeting this week. And one of the things that I've, asked you about is what's the funniest thing you've seen this week and maybe share that with me or share it with the group
4: well i the funniest thing i've seen this week is my grandchildren playing soccer (laughs) especially the eight-year-old it's really funny but also somebody sent me a picture of a hippopotamus it says what do we learn from hippopotamuses that it's impossible to reduce weight by eating grass and salads and walking.
3: <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs>
0: so I thought that was pretty funny too. So what is it about the, the grandkids soccer games that, that, that
2: uh, have you been to a kid's soccer game? Well, I haven't been to a kid's soccer
0: game. I've <laughs> They're been pretty to hilarious. Soccer practices. <laughs> um, so I've got a three-year-old. And it's pretty funny for him. But I didn't know if you had anything in particular that you'd say, hey. Uh,
4: The way that they, the younger ones especially, that they cluster around the ball and the way that they'll kick each other. They spend as much time on the ground as they do running. So anyway, there are a number. If we were to record the games – by the way, I used to say videotape, <laughs> yeah. and a young person made fun of me. <laughs>
2: well, where's the video? <laughs> where's I, the tape?
4: <laughs> there's no.
1: Yeah. I'm regularly Kylie's uh, <laughs> person to make fun of in that respect.
3: So,
0: <laughs> I, I, I'll share one of the funny things that happened to me. So last night we were so uh, for the this will date this episode. So I'm going to apologize, but yesterday was S'mores Day. Uh, in, in America, because
2: everyone has that date memorized. Yeah. So, I know. I was sorry, was waiting for, for, sorry for breaking the.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it, like it was eighteen twelve. That happens on the same weekend every.
0: <laughs> yeah, National S'mores Day. So anyway, so he's so, gonna
1: protect S'mores Day, but I, not. <laughs> I
0: I was uh, I so I told my wife last night. I said, Hey, I should have done that with Leo because he loves marshmallows. Like he'll come home from school and that I need my two marshmallows, but we don't give him because it's sugar. <laughs> so, but I said, hey, I think I should have took it out last night and uh, made some s'mores. Some mores is what I called them. And so th- for the rest of the night, she was giving me a hard time about some mores <laughs> instead of s'mores. So I don't know if you guys, how you pronounce it, but I thought it was some And she said, no, it's s'mores. <laughs> yeah, like you like you blend them together. S'mores. So, yeah. S'mores. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> So just a little, yeah, just a little, not very funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So uh, pastor, what are you doing at this stage
4: in your career to develop yourself? Mm. Uh, development maturity is a lifelong dream and goal. So I, I have a coach, Duffy Smith that calls me, or I call him, at 8 a.m. every Monday morning. He was an NHL soccer player. He was CEO of Frito-Lay, and he has his Master of Divinity degree. So his influence in my life uh, is profound. He became my coach while I was serving as lead pastor at Eastview and he has continued to be my coach because I do not believe that God's done with me. And he asks hard questions. Uh, he has great challenges and his fee uh, when he coaches leaders of fortune 500 companies is more, it's astronomical to me that it's more than my monthly income for one hour time slot with them and he doesn't charge me a thing. So that's one thing.
0: How how did you get connected with the CEO of Frito-Lay? So how does that connection happen?
4: As Eastview was growing, uh, I requested a consultation because there are so many things that outsiders can see that when you're in the middle of the fray, you're just blind to them. And so they, they spent a weekend uh, with us and he was one of the guys that our district brought in to serve in that way, I, I really feel blessed. So, yeah,
0: that's huge. What else are you doing?
4: I I read. Uh, Marty Harker gave me a book called Breathe, and uh, it's profound. It's not fun reading. <laughs> it, it was slow reading for me because there were so many things that they talked about that expanded. But, but I have phrenic nerve pulse. My right lung is, my diaphragm's paralyzed up, so I have a couple inches of my right lung that works. But over the last couple years, my left lung has expanded. When they take x-rays of me, they have to take a second to get the rest of my left lung hmm. because it has expanded so much. And so this book about breathing, I, I paid very close attention to some of the things in there. Is very good. <laughs> uh, but other things that I'm reading is uh, Competing for the Future by Gary Hamill and CK Prahal, whoever they are. But it, it focuses on paying attention and thinking futuristically. Don't think for tomorrow or for today. So commit a portion of every week to looking forward and, and being a futurist thinking about what the most important things are going to be for our now that I just want to say real quick about that book. It was written in the nineties, the illustrations that they use. I see where they did those right things. And then I see where they, they did them for a season and then stopped because they are no longer the powerhouses or some of them who did those things. And now they have, excuse me for using the term, they have world domination now. So anyway, that's a very good book that I'm about halfway through.
2: Yeah. Quick note on that book. It looks like you use the same bookmarking system that I do. you got a nail file holding your place <laughs> yeah. in that one. <laughs> Just whatever you can grab off the, off the oh, end yeah. table. Yeah. <laughs> I used
4: whatever to use is. a comb, but I don't have enough care for that anymore.
1: <laughs> I gotta ask, do you read one book at a time all the way through or do you read multiple books? because I have a stack where I've started.
4: Uh, I read multiple books. In fact, as I'm giving quotes for things, I sometimes mess them up and attribute them to the wrong author, except when I'm writing. And then I read make sure that I'm saying the right thing to not the right <laughs> thing. but when I'm talking it's uh, another book is the Savage Leader. Uh, Darren Reinke is a Fortune 500 consultant who lives in California. And I'm starting a Savage Leader Cadre. And uh, I've done different cadres over the last 10 years using different books as the foundation. But get a group of guys together, whether it's five or six or 12. I never go more than 12. Usually if you do 12, there's a Judas involved, but (laughs) yeah, shame on me. But um, what happens in those cadres is the influence of the different people. uh, Greatness is developed and the influence that we have over each other is impressive. And then a book that I'm about to start is Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. Uh. Oh, wait. The cadre. So I was on a Zoom call with Darren Reinke and I told him what I was going to be doing. He asked if he could Zoom in. So this Fortune 500 consultant is going to be Zooming in with us here in Grant County. So also Duffy Smith is going to Zoom in. So the influence from outsiders will be profound
1: is there like a sign up list for this or? <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to say, count us in. How do you get it to be a part of the conference? I know. How do you
1: get to that table?
0: Uh, speak to me.
1: I don't want to be number 12, <laughs> but how
0: do I get at the table? Yeah. Yeah. So is it invite? Do you kind of coordinate, like, hey, here are the people that I think need to be around this table for five weeks? And
4: yes, I send out emails and text messages to a group of people, generally men that women are excluded, but it just e- is easier. I can confront men way easier than I can confront a woman. I, I don't know why that That's is. It's a thing. Yeah. It's my wife's fault.
1: <laughs> Strong women will do that to you. <laughs> yeah.
4: But um, yeah. And then they will often say, hey, can I bring my friend? Hmm. And so, yeah. how Quite open.
1: Interesting sidebar how has that group you said you've been doing that for a while how has that group changed modified is it the same guys do you see it kind of ebb and flow people go come back what does that all look like because I know there's been a lot of different book clubs that I've tried to be a part of and my biggest problem is being interested enough in the book to actually read the book to go to the book club (laughs) um but what does that look like for you
4: generally different guys there are a few guys that have been repeats but mm-hmm. but I, I generally pick different groups this group but just to speak frankly darren yeah. ranky is not a christian and he wrote this book savage leader and my letter does not mention jesus in my invite letter and i am inviting a few guys that i know are not followers of jesus The desire is to develop greatness in all of us and for us to have a positive influence on each other. I believe that wherever I go, I represent Jesus. I do not back down from that. I'm not ashamed of it. But I do not have to regurgitate or dump on people around me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the most attractive thing about Jesus is Jesus, and it's not my portrayal of him. So, yeah. Went off on a little tangent there. That's
1: what the show's all about tangents. tangents.
0: (laughs) And and then anything that you're listening to, any podcasts or anything that you know as you talked about developing yourself, any other things that you're doing to develop yourself?
4: Unfortunately, I listen to a lot Uh, Grow Leader with Chris Hodges, Savage Leader with Darren Reinke, uh, Craig Groeschel has a leadership podcast. Uh, This guy has nice muscles. And he always wears shirts that are really tight. But his leadership wisdom is incredible. So I can't look at him when I listen to the podcast. Uh, Kerry Newhoff uh, has a leadership podcast, and he's very insightful. Uh, in fact, uh, when I talk about looking forward to the future, he has different folks on there that really do challenge me. Uh, I'm not a futurist, naturally, but... Work on it, And then T.D. Jakes and then 12 Stone has a podcast that I listen to. It, 12 Stone is the largest Wesleyan church. And uh, Kevin Myers does most of theirs, but he has different people at different times.
1: And where's that church at, just out of curiosity?
4: Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Very good.
0: Um, so usually that's the last question that we ask is <laughs> what are the things that you're doing? So uh, I'll come back, though, and ask you one other one. What's on your bucket list that you haven't accomplished yet? And I'm going to ask that of you. Kylie. Have
1: the hardest question. That's, that's
0: not hard.
3: It I'm is
4: gonna, hard. I'm going to ask Kylie and Alicia. Is that it an easy thing. question? It's an easy question for me. Really? I do that's not. A hard question. I do not have a profound bucket list. My wife wants to go to the Holy Land, and we oh. are we are planning a Holy Land Mediterranean cruise for October of 2024 nice to be able to financially afford that it's like making a house payment yes an extra house payment so anyway so that's her bucket list mine would in 2018 i took we Rhonda and i took six of our grandchildren on a grand tour of the western united states we went to mount rushmore crazy horse yellowstone yosemite we went to ronald reagan's Uh, museum library. library and in there they have air force one and marine one so the jet that he flew on air force one we got to go through it marine one the helicopter we got to go through that that i wanted to do for me but my grandchildren watched every video along the way that they had they ate up the history they didn't realize that he had been shot and they had the suit that he was wearing and anyway we also went to Mariposa Grove and we saw the giant sequoias and it was so much fun to take pictures of all of us in front of one of those trees. And that's eight of us, six grandkids and Rhonda and I, and the tree was still bigger than us. <laughs> uh, we went, we camped at Death Valley. We went to the Grand Canyon. We rode a train from Williams to the Grant County, uh, Grant County, Grand. County county is great (laughs) it's grand but then we drove the rest of the way and just saw little sights until we got to mammoth cave that was our last 22 days i would do something like that again another grand trip with my grandchildren i would love to oh the other thing is i've been to australia five different times on ministry trips and i would love to go again i have some folks there that keep asking and keep asking. And so I would love to do that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So travel is a big piece of what you enjoy doing and getting out and seeing the world.
4: Travel, influencing the folks in Australia and influencing. In fact, I have a list of five things that when I retired from Eastview, if my health would hold out things that I wanted to do and the number one thing on that list is influence my grandchildren for greatness in the Lord so that they do not take a, a low view of what society or culture says that we can achieve.
0: I was going to ask you age range of your grandkids, and this will be our last question, but maybe age range, oldest grandkid, to youngest grandkid.
1: Yes, 16. So, <laughs> but the age range. So, you- age range.
4: Yesterday, my oldest granddaughter turned 18. She lives in uh, South Dakota. She's number one in her class. Last year, she was on the archery team. I won't talk this long about each of the kids, but <laughs> uh, she one sectional, went to regional. The guy before her shot his arrow, and she stepped up and shot a Robin Hood. That means she split his arrow;
0: nice. huh? her arrow
4: stuck in his. And they let her keep both of those arrows. It's up over her desk. Um, she plays in the band at her school, and they have been their number one in the state, and they have been invited to the Independence Day parade in Washington D.C. for next year.
1: Very cool.
4: Uh, then my youngest uh, just turned a year old and he lives in Iowa or Iowa, Maine and so 18 to one yeah
1: eighteen to one
4: that's awesome. I want to answer a question you sent me. Uh-oh. I know it's time to be done but <laughs> fire uh, away this this is a question that people listening will likely judge me for because I'm a pastor and I shouldn't be watching these kind of movies. But you asked me if you could be any character in a movie, who would it be? And I thought about this for a while. Oh. I, I talked with Rhonda about it. I would, I would want to be Clint Eastwood in the movie, Gran Torino.
1: Who wouldn't want to be Clint Eastwood? I mean, really? <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, the, the language in Gran Torino is <laughs> a little atrocious. <laughs> However, he, in the end, sacrificed his life Mm -hmm. for somebody who needed a second chance.
0: Yeah. And that's a great thing. Mark, I have, like I said, thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you through the Community Foundation Board and from your willingness to pour back into our community. And so thanks for spending some time with our online community uh, through where we landed. And, And so thank you for being a part of it. Thanks for being here in Grant County and keep up the great work with what you're doing um, and and keep investing. So um, thanks for listening to where we landed and have a great week.
1: See ya. See
2: ya.
0: Bye. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.